Hey, Banter Podcast listeners, we have yet another unusual episode for you this week because no sooner had we wrapped up recording our podcast on Friday to be released Sunday, we got some unsettling news. And you've all heard it. It's very upsetting. I can't believe he he has COVID-19. Uh, the, the implications for this are huge, and I just can't believe it. This is so bad. I mean... Now that Cam Newton has COVID-19, my New England Patriots are going to have to start their backup quarterback against, of all teams, the Kansas City Chiefs. Cam seems to be doing well, so that's good news. But of all the games for your star quarterback to get COVID right before, the Chiefs are a bad team to face without your starting quarterback. So I wish Cam Newton a speedy recovery, and hopefully he can come back before too long. Given I'm British and I've got zero interest in American football, um, I, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I, the new, I think I vaguely heard of the New England Patriots, but uh, <laughs> still. Yeah, this is not why we are actually doing this update that we're going to tack on. So we, we recorded, as we usually do, Sunday's podcast on a Friday afternoon, and we will transition to that. And if you listen to what we say in that, a lot of the things that we say – at the time, we knew Trump had COVID-19, but he had not yet been transported to Walter Reed Hospital. And so we're back uh, to talk about that because that's a pretty major development to go from being diagnosed to needing to go to the hospital. But there are some things we say in that in the latter half of this, in the latter part of this, that we said we're right. And Ben, one of the things that we said was if the White House is saying that Trump is only experiencing minor symptoms, if they're admitting to that much, knowing this White House, there has to be something more to this. And there was. Oh, yeah. No, there, there was. And I think that was um, fairly evident early on, um, at least to those who have kind of followed the administration carefully and, and have kind of seen how their spin machine works, that they were hiding something uh, that was more serious. Uh, the fact that Trump hadn't tweeted, the fact that uh, um, he was showing mild symptoms, right? Saying mild symptoms in Trump language means that he was showing dangerous symptoms. And that's exactly what it turns out has happened, uh, that he was showing very concerning symptoms. Apparently, this is according to um, uh, Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, who um, released a statement, weirdly, after his uh, physician did at the Walter Reed Hospital this morning. So at 11 o'clock uh, on Saturday morning, Trump's personal physician gave a press conference where he basically botched almost every detail uh, about Trump's condition, about the timeline, uh, about whether he was on oxygen, uh, what drugs he was taking. It was just a disaster. And, but claiming that Trump is actually doing very well was what he said, that he's sh he's showing um, improvements. But then the White House, like, like an hour later, released something completely different, saying that the president has been showing very concerning symptoms. So, like, which one is it? Which, which I, my, my guess is that what's happening, that is quite serious. This is what I think. Uh, and I suspected yesterday that this is pretty bad. And I think Trump is not well. And I think we could be potentially, you know, hours, days away from basically transferring power to Pence. That's my, that's my, that's my guess. His personal physician, Sean Conley, he also would not give a straight answer when the media asked if Trump had been on oxygen. He just kept dodging. He's, you know, like he's not currently on oxygen, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, and he it, was. Mark Meadows said he was. Mark Meadows. 
Yeah, of all Mark Meadows of all people. Like I can't believe this. Like Meadows like acknowledging the president received supplemental oxygen uh, at the White House before he went to Walter Reed. I, I still don't know if we have a clear answer as of early Sunday afternoon as to whether he's on oxygen or or, or was at the hospital. There have been some tweets from Trump's account, whether Trump himself tweeted those or a staffer did, who knows. But there is just not a lot of transparency here. And it's to be expected because this administration has been arguably the least transparent administration in history. They, they, you know, members of this administration lie directly to our faces about things that are, you know, easily uh, falsifiable. And, and I understand you're not going to give us, they're not going to give us an update on his, on everything that happens. And I understand this, they, they don't want people to to panic or, or anything like that. But with this administration, I mean, they should just put as much out as they can and just say, here's what's going on. But it's just not who they are. We, we're not going to know much um, unless it gets really, really serious. Um, and, and even then, you know, who knows what we're, what we're going to be told. I think that, you know, and I've been following um, Trump's Twitter account uh, and there are some tweets that he's been apparently sending, but suspiciously, they're almost too Trumpian. They're almost too perfect. So I, I, I have my suspicions that Trump actually wrote these tweets. You know, my guess is that he didn't. My guess is somebody else is writing. You know, they're, they're strategically placed capital letters and, and very Trumpian words like tremendous. So it, it looks to me like someone's doing their best Trump impression. It's not a bad theory at all. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not trying to get conspiratorial on this, but when you, you know, when you've got an administration that lies to you all the time about everything, you always have to build that into how you trans anything they say. You know, is probably bullshit. You know, and I think that you know, if you looked at what happened in in the UK with Boris Johnson, this is kind of what happened. Like the government tried to spin it early on when they knew that it was bad, but they didn't know how bad it was, and they tried to kind of keep the country calm. And I, you, you sort of see a similar kind of strategy with the White House, but they're so disorganized and inept that they can't do that. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that they've had two completely diametrically opposed uh, statements within an hour, of, right? I mean, you had the you had Dr. Sean Conley saying the president was doing great. And then like moments later, Mark Meadows saying something completely different. Right. So it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in 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 what's happening, uh, and my guess is that the, I think that Trump's physician is under his. It basically works with the president. I was um, apparently the doctor doesn't have the last word with the president. He he he's un, Trump, Trump's command. He's above him in command, so Trump can tell the doctor to say whatever he said, whatever he wants. So you, I don't think you can trust anything this guy says at all. No, um, not at all. But what's yeah, I mean, what's the the what the biggest update since uh, we recorded yesterday is the fact that like this thing has spread throughout the White House. We've got tested positive thus far is uh, well Trump and Melania, Hope Hicks, Kellyanne Conway, Chris Christie, Mike Lee, Tom Tillis, Ronald McDaniel, John Jenkins, and Bill Stepien. I mean, some of these. I mean, look, Bill Stepien yeah. is Trump's cam- Trump's campaign manager. Okay, and and Ron Johnson as well. Um, but you know, so so you've got three senators right now. Uh, who've tested positive, Mike Lee, Tom Tillis, and Ron Johnson. So that's that's effectively scuppers the the uh, the Supreme Court um, uh, hearing election in uh, hearing for the next two weeks. So who knows whether that's going to go through? We've got Trump's campaign manager who's down with COVID, and Trump and Trump himself is down with COVID. So who is running Trump's campaign, and who is running the country? 
No kidding. Uh, like they said that there, there's no uh, temporary transfer of power to Pence as ha- has happened uh, on occasion. You know, like when George W. Bush went for his colonoscopies, he went for two colonoscopies when he was president and he temporarily signed over decision making to Dick Cheney. Uh, but, you know, Trump not not taking that option here. And it would seem that all of those cases, or at least most of the cases you mentioned, can be traced to the Amy Coney Barrett event, which is now a, a super the spreader event. event. Of the year. I mean, I mean, this this is a this will go down in history as the party that brought down the uh, brought down the <laughs> brought down the GOP. Can I ask an obvious question? If you can't keep your own employees safe from COVID, how the hell are you going to keep the country safe from it? It's you know. Yeah, it's not possible. I mean, we've seen the body of work in this field. They've had like six or seven months, and this is what, you know, we've got over 200,000 dead Americans. But they can't even keep themselves safe. And think of this. Just try wrapping your head around this. Donald Trump has more resources available to him than anybody else on this planet. And he yet was so reckless that he himself now has COVID nineteen and is in the hospital because of it. How do you how do you see this uh, playing out? What's your instinct on this? Like for election prospects, I don't think this I, that forty percent is never going to leave him. I don't see him getting many sympathy votes out of this because I just I don't see it. So I don't I don't think this is really good. I will say, if the shoe were on the other foot, if Joe Biden were ill with COVID or something else, Trump would be calling on him to drop out of the race. And who knows, he might even be making fun of him like he did with Hillary Clinton when she got pneumonia in 2016 during the campaign. It's amazing that the Republican Party and all the right-wing commentators are demanding empathy from, from, from the left after showing the left nothing but hatred and contempt i mean look i'm you know we talked about this a bit in in the upcoming podcast but uh about empathy levels for the president and those who've got covid and i have to say you know they haven't built a huge uh, they, they haven't they don't have a uh, a wellspring of um of empathy uh points it, it's <laughs> they've uh essentially created this issue for themselves they've created this horror show for themselves it's their own doing and the thing is that we're now what we're now learning is that trump probably knew that he was po- he probably got a positive test i think it was three days ago that he knew he was positive so he showed up at the debate he showed up at the debate at least knowing that he had been in contact with someone who tested positive for covid19 that hope hicks uh, and then went to fundraising dinners possibly after he got a positive test in fact almost certainly so this guy not only stupid enough to get COVID-19 as the president of the United States, knowing everything we know about COVID-19, he also was reckless and and uh, sociopathic enough to continue holding events uh, and, and having indoor dinners with people wearing no masks. Trump downplayed the virus when he knew how bad it was. Okay, and a lot of people followed his lead and they didn't take it seriously. And a lot of them died or they gave the virus to other people who died. And at the same time, he's trying to take away health care in the courts. Uh, He made fun of Biden as recently as Tuesday for wearing a mask. You want sympathy? That ship sailed a while ago. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, 
for everybody listening now um please please do listen to the upcoming podcast uh because um it's to see what we got right i mean so much can change right within 24 hours um but it's i think it's remarkable what we got right about what was happening and what to be cynical of what what to be wary wary of um so so keep listening um and we'll go this is this we recorded just as you know as the story was was sort of breaking i think it was just a few hours afterwards it the night before we found out that trump had tested positive uh but you know it's an interesting discussion we cover we cover quite a lot in in the upcoming podcast you think we would have learned to maybe record the podcast on a saturday like especially after rbg died right after we recorded ours on a friday but friday just works better for the both of us so uh, we're now going to transition into the second half and uh or the second part and uh, we hope you enjoy Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Banter Podcast, episode 30. This is your host, Ben Cohen, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Luciano. Mike, how, well, not how are you, how is the president? The president ain't doing so hot, Ben. As far as how I am, I am just in awe, in awe of 2020. Just when you think 2020 has thrown you its last curveball, we get this. We get Donald Trump last night going on Twitter or an aide, announcing, Tonight, Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. The White House is saying that Trump is suffering from mild symptoms, and Donald Trump has been working toward this moment for a long time. He has been just completely reckless. He hasn't been a huge practitioner of social distancing. He certainly hasn't been a big proponent of masks. He almost never wears them. And so we can't be surprised. And he's holding all of these events, these indoor events and outdoor events and no social distancing. It's almost shocking in a way that it took this long for him to get it. Now, I'm sure I'm sure that this news has absolutely devastated the White House because you know, they've project this aura of strength and invincibility and, you know, they don't wear masks and they're, you know, the, the president is invincible and, you know, he's the greatest leader ever. And, you know, he's a, a, an amazing athlete and, and it's just all bullshit and it's all come apart. And now like the president has got this, this disease that he's downplayed, dismissed, denied, uh, said was a hoax, you know, for months and months and months now, uh, held rallies, you know, he killed surrogates, you know, killed Herman Cain by getting him to a MAGA rally where people got infected. And and now he's got it. So this is, I think this is like completely undermined their narrative about almost everything. You know, it, it's interesting that there's a lot of um, uh, chatter online about how this is, Trump could turn this around and, and, and pull this to his, his advantage. But I'm not seeing it, man. I don't see how this works in his favor at all. I think this is bad news in every way conceivable. I agree. I, I saw some of the same chatter you did. I'm not unsympathetic to those views just because this is a White House that will lie to us about anything. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, well, why would he do this? I mean, maybe you could say, well, no one's talking about his tax returns anymore. Or, you know, you had these very these unflattering tapes, these secret audio recordings of Melania Trump come out in which she said, why the fuck would I care about Christmas decorations and so on and so forth. But at, at the end of the day, all this, all this would do is bring COVID-19 front and center. So I think he really has it because 
for months, the Trump strategy has been to not make this a big deal, right? So all of a sudden, it is now right back in the spotlight. It is a campaign issue. Not only is it a campaign issue, it's an issue of, uh, is the president of the United States going to be okay from this or what? I mean, he is 74 years old. He is obese. So not only is this a campaign issue, this is like, are we going to have a Warren Harding situation on our hands or what? This is not good for him. He's 70, what is he, 74 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts him just outside. Apparently, the most lethal demographic is 75 and above. Uh, 65 to 75 is high risk. I think his his chances of dying from this, I think it's something like 90 times higher than it would be for a 20-year-old or a 20-something-year-old. You, you know, your chances of survival of this thing go down dramatically after the age of 65. So, and yeah, clinically, he's clinically obese. He's 244 pounds, which is technically um uh, clinically obese i he, he hasn't taken good care of himself like he eats junk food i think that there's evidence that he has uh, uh some potential heart issues or his susceptibility to heart issues according to his plaque buildup in his his arteries i read a report on that that shows that he's in a danger zone for that so these are all factors that weigh heavily against him when it comes to uh, surviving this thing or getting out of it without without damage, you know he's exhibited cold-like symptoms, uh, and a cough and a, f- a cough and a fever and cold-like symptoms, um, and apparently you know very t- very sleepy, very tired. That's what I've, I've I've also read that it's hard to sort of figure out what's true when you're dealing with this White House because you don't know what's true and what's not true. Which which leads me to believe that. You know, I, I'm. I suspect that that this might be more serious than 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 the White House is letting on, for a number of reasons. The first is that um, you can't believe anything they say. Everything they say is exaggerate. They either exaggerate or downplay. So when Trump, when they say the symptoms are mild, you can almost be certain that that's they are underplaying how bad the symptoms are. So my guess is that it's worse than they're letting on, and also the fact that Trump hasn't, as of. 3:30 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, on Friday. Trump Trump has yet to tweet anything. He's been silent all day. People to say they've spoken to him and he's doing great, but we've not heard anything from him. Right, and he missed a conference call he was supposed to have earlier today uh, about protecting seniors. Mike Pence filled in for him, so no conference call, no tweets. If you can imagine that. If they're saying it's mild symptoms, it could very well be worse than mild symptoms. You know, we look back to earlier in the week, uh, Hope Hicks, um, who works in the White House on the the comms team, she was revealed to have tested positive for COVID-19. And Hope Hicks obviously is always in close proximity to the president who doesn't practice social distancing, doesn't wear masks. After they found out Hicks had tested positive, Donald Trump went he went to his, his club in Bedminster, New Jersey, and held a fundraiser with Republican donors. And there are reports now that those donors are freaking out because Trump, Trump knowingly, he found out Hope Hicks was positive and, then, and, and has you know, a fundraiser with a, what I imagine were mostly old, white, male donors who are just, you know, if, if you're an old man— that's not good. You're you're in a uh, a risk category. You're in a high risk category. But and so Hope Hicks had it. And you know who else has had it? Senator Mike Lee of Utah. Also the president of the University of Notre Dame, John Jenkins. He also 
tested positive. And you know where those two guys were recently? They were in the Rose Garden at the nominating ceremony for Amy Coney Barrett, where you could maybe count on one hand how many masks were in the Rose Garden. You had just all crammed in there in seats that that were like six inches apart, never mind six feet. Most people weren't wearing masks. And Mike Lee, not only was he not wearing a mask, not only was he not social distancing, he was just straight up hugging people. And now he's he's tested positive for COVID. And by the way, oh, also, I don't know if she was there, but the chair of the RNC, the aptly named Rona McDaniel, Rona McDaniel has tested positive for coronavirus. And so, like, it's in, it's, it is, it's inside the castle walls. This thing, this enemy they were pretending didn't exist or wasn't a big deal, it's now inside the castle walls and has now afflicted the Mad King. It couldn't get more disastrous than this. And this is why I, you know, I'm really disagree with people who, who are saying that, that Trump, you know, this, this is going to work out well for Trump. Um, because I think, you know, like we, like you said, this has put the coronavirus front and center of the campaign again, which is what, firstly, what this is exactly what Trump does not want. Trump does not want to be talking about the coronavirus five weeks out from the election, given he's done such a spectacularly bad jo- job. The, the fact that he has got it himself and has infected potentially lots of people himself. I mean, does this make him look better as a president? That he was this incompetent, that he got coronavirus and infected lots of other people and took risks that he shouldn't have done. Does that does that add to his uh, his sort of the, the the kind of uh, uh, the image of him as a great competent leader who who did everything in his power to stop the spread of coronavirus? It just makes him look like an idiot. He makes him look like a buffoon who who is so incompetent that he can't keep coronavirus out of the White House. He's failed spectacularly to, to protect Americans and he can't even protect himself. Right? Joe Biden, Joe Biden he made fun of Joe Biden. He's made fun of Joe Biden for months, saying Joe Biden's in the basement. Even during the debate this week, he was making fun of Biden for wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask all the time. You know, I wear a mask sometimes when I need it. I mean, what kind of a, you, you? He looks like such a prick. The, the yeah, I'm at a loss for words. I, yeah, you well, know. Well, let's let, let's uh, uh, hear it directly from Trump's mouth. I this wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have. I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking two hundred feet away from him, and he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. So th- there you have Trump making fun of Biden for wearing the biggest mask I've ever seen. You know, this guy, he just he can't err on the side of caution and he thinks it's a bad look. He thinks wearing a mask is a sign of weakness and it's just ridiculous. And it's just not at all surprising that this the, the chickens have come home to roost. I, I will say, you know, talking about helping him, you know, electorally, I, I'm a, I agree with you, Ben. But there's also a small part of me that worries about sympathy votes that that he might get. Like, so I think back to the 2000 Senate election in Missouri. A couple of weeks before that election, Mel Carnahan died in a plane crash, and he won the election posthumously. <laughs> right? He beat John Ashcroft, who would later become uh, Bush's Attorney General. But a dead guy, a dead guy, won the U.S. Senate race in Missouri in 2000. That, so that, that's just in the back of my mind. No, look, I, I hear you. I, but I just think if it was any during any other in any other circumstance, 
you know, he might, th- this might be spinnable, but not not in this one, not in a pandemic that he's denied even existed. Th- this is a very, very specific thing that's happened to Trump in that he's got sick from a virus that he has consistently downplayed, denied, um, and essentially not protected Americans from. So I think that sympathy for Trump will be at an all-time low. I, I mean... You know, should he get? You know, obviously, I think people will feel bad for him if he gets really sick. But, but I don't think I don't I I don't see how that works in his favor. But it's also and it undercuts his image as this like strong, great, big, powerful leader, right? You, you know that uh, uh, is invincible. If he gets really, really sick from the coronavirus and you know is a it's just shell of himself, it undercuts again his image of being this this really strong. Um, uh, indestructible leader so i just i don't see how it can and i think that people are going to i do think that americans are going to think like you know look this guy can't keep himself safe so why why would i trust him to keep me safe that's a great point joe biden uh, of course sent the requisite uh, well wishes to trump and his wife and it was a very different response that Trump himself gave back in 2016. You might remember several weeks before the election, Hillary Clinton came down with a bout of pneumonia. And, you know, obviously pneumonia, it takes a toll. Even if you're healthy, it can take a toll on you. But I have a clip here of Donald Trump reacting to Hillary Clinton getting pneumonia. I'm going to play this clip. She has been a disaster. But here's a woman. She's supposed to fight all of these different things. And she can't make it 15 feet to her car. Give me a break. Give me a break. She's home resting right now. She's getting ready for her next speech, which is going to be about 15 minutes, and it's going to be in two or three days. Folks, we need stamina. We need energy. Okay, and so during this, Trump is, he's you know, walking toward exit stage left and he's, you know, he's mocking a weak Hillary Clinton because you might remember after that 9-11 event where she looked kind of wobbly going into the, the SUV. Trump, instead of showing any kind of concern, sending any well wishes, this is his reaction. And if it were Biden who had gotten coronavirus, I mean, who knows how he would have responded to that. But I understand Biden sending the well wishes. He has to. But this is a bed Trump made, and now he can lie in it. His actions, Trump's actions with coronavirus have gotten people killed in this pandemic. And he continues to get people killed by the example he sets. He downplayed this pandemic. He's throwing doubt on masks. And also he's trying Obamacare in the courts, which protects people with pre-existing conditions from being discriminated against by HMOs. And by the way, COVID-19 is a pre-existing condition. So he's dangerous and reckless. He is a threat to democracy. Again, his, his response to this thing has just been insane. It's just been so horrible. He told Bob Woodward back in the spring he knew how bad it was. But in public, he pretended that it was no big deal. 
He called it a hoax. He said it was like the cold or the flu. He said there were problems with masks. He suggested hydroxychloroquine and bleach and, and high-powered light could cure the virus. And then some guy in Arizona went out and took hydroxychloroquine and he died. Trump's encouraging reopening places that shouldn't be reopened, like bars. Like, And many in the nation are, are following his lead and have followed his lead with disastrous and deadly results. So this is the bed he gets to lie in now. And by the way, the White House would not answer uh, a question about whether uh, Trump is taking hydroxychloroquine for the coronavirus. So there's that. We, we were we were having a, uh, Mike and I were having a debate before um, before this we we started recording the show about uh, sympathy for Trump o- over this. I listen um, as a human being uh, and someone who has has fa- family and friends who've had coronavirus, none fatally, thank God, but but one close family member has ha- had a really hard time of it. I felt bad, you know. I didn't. I don't want to see this guy suffer. You know, I don't want him to like, you know, I don't necessarily like feel like uh, I, I think he deserves it. I think he deserves everything he gets um, for, for his atrocious behavior, his criminal behavior. But I, I can't help as a human being feel feel some somewhat bad that he's got it. I don't I don't wish the guy ill in, in that in that regard. I wish him, you know, to get I, I would like to have, see him put in prison. I would like to see him, uh, you know, um, uh, defeated handily by biden humiliated by biden in um in november uh but this you, you know look i don't necessarily I, yeah i don't want to see anyone physically suffer um but i, I think mike you had, you had a slightly different take on it the only way and there's no way to know this we've been talking about sympathy points biden is ahead in all of the polls that matter he's ahead in the swing states he needs, he's been ahead in the swing states that he needs. He's been ahead in the polling nationally by eight, nine points. There was one yesterday that showed that showed him up double digits. How do I put this? I wouldn't want a COVID diagnosis to shake that up. I like I cannot I'm not gonna sit here and and Ben, you know, congratulations on being a human being, but I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and make a moral argument for rooting for this guy to get better. I, I I really am not. I like I think Trump, look enough. at it this way. Look, look at it this way. We have talked on this show many times about how Trump is a threat to democracy. We've laid out all the ways in which he is going to try to steal this election. We've laid out all the ways in which he has put the lives of Americans in danger with his abysmal pandemic response. We have laid out his contempt for democracy, and we have laid out how this man is an existential threat to the republic. So knowing that, while also simultaneously hoping that he is okay to me, it's very difficult to hold these two beliefs simultaneously. I I, I agree, um, and and I actually was I was kind of surprised by my own reaction actually because I'd actually literally the day I think a day two days ago, I was um, I was saying to my wife I was saying, you know, I, can we just get this over with? Can we just get this guy coronavirus and end this? fucking misery because you know th- this has been going on long enough 
Um, I, I don't. I usually don't wish ill on people, but I'm starting to wish ill on this person. I'm starting to genuinely hope that this guy gets coronavirus and fucking disappears. And then, you know, a day later, it happens. And I thought I'd be really happy about it, but I wasn't. I was just like, mm, oh man, you know, that, that, yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Because I just remember that. I mean, I just remember how terrified I was when my close family member got it early on um and what they were dealing with you know it was just scary it was just really scary and you know family members suffered quite you know it it was not hospitalized but but it was bad um and um yeah i just you know it it surprised me that i had some sympathy for the guy you know and i didn't expect i didn't expect that and i think it's just to do with how you know how terrifying this virus has been and how bad how much it's affected people you know, um, and so that's I think that's why I, I for once for literally just for a moment, I'm like, I'm going to put politics aside in this and just like, yeah, you know, like I feel bad for him, you know, but oh, I can't feel bad for him for anything. You know, look, I, I think that for the good of the planet, th- this guy needs to go right for the good of the, for the good of every everybody, you know, by it, it, and it almost doesn't matter how it's how it how it's done. Right. I mean, one way or the other, this guy's got to go. And 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 I don't, you know, yeah, it, it's a strange one um, to to to. to f- I don't know why I had that reaction. I, I'm not sure, uh, but I think that again, the guy, um, y- you know, this needs to end. We need to uh, get rid of this guy. Um, if it's COVID that does it, I mean, that's you know that that that's on him. You know, it, it, he's made his own bed. I I think you know I think he he is getting absolutely what he deserves. But I, in that same regard, right, it's like when you see, when you hear about um, murderers being executed, right? I don't necessarily agree, I don't agree with the death penalty. And I can feel sorry for someone, um, I can feel sorry for a mass murderer being executed. But at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well, you're a mass murderer. And that's the way, those are the rules. That's the way the game is played. You know, the game is played. If you do that in this country, you you die you know you die by lethal injection right and that's just what happens so you know not going to lose any sleep over it i'm not losing any sleep over trump i don't wish if if i could like have him not have covid i i I would i would have him not have covid you know if i had the power to do that you know i just because it's 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 very unpleasant and it's very scary but having said that you know hey look it, it is what it is you know you you you, you play with fire uh, you know it's 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 uh there's a sort of an element of um there's a bit of greek tragedy about this you know yeah it's it's greek tragedy it's shakespearean i mean you know if you wrote this story you know if you took this script to a, a movie studio or the, this novel to a publisher they would say yeah, okay, I guess it's kind of compelling, but the ending, it's a, it's a bit too neat. It's a bit too predictable. It gives too much closure to the people who are following this story and rooting against the antagonist. And I think they would have you, they would ask that you go and write another ending. But here we are. This is what we have right now. Who knows how this ends? Maybe it ends with a speedy recovery. Maybe it ends with him, you know, on a ventilator and expiring. Yeah, I mean, if it were a true Greek tragedy, yeah, I mean that's what that's what would happen. But there, I mean, there, there are so many 
things you can read into this, even if it doesn't end that way. There, there is certainly a parable here. You know, the fact that, it, it, you know, it's the it's the Icarus story, really. You know, it really is the Icarus story that the guy has been, the guy has wax wings on. Uh, he's got he's got wings, you know, uh, held together with wax, and everyone's told him if you fly too close to the sun, your wings are going to fall off. So don't fly too close to the fucking sun. And that's exactly what he's done. He has, in his mind, believed that he can defy reality, that he can defy science, that he can defy polling experts, that he can defy, you know, scientists, doctors, right? That his gut instinct is 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 superior and supreme, that his vision of the world and vision of reality is the only one that matters. And everyone's told him, it's like, listen, you do this, there's going to be consequences. And he doesn't listen. And he hasn't listened ever. And now, you know, his version of reality is is being destroyed. This belief that he can fly is now being completely incinerated. You know, so at the very least, whatever happens to him, the myth of invincibility, the the myth that that you know he's impervious to to uh, you know these forces, these uh, to, to disease, is uh, it's gone, it's smashed. You know, so. I don't see how he comes back from this in any way, even if you get whatever happens, um, he's I think he's screwed. And and there are many, many lessons to be learned from this. There are many parables um, um, that you can make of the Trump of the Trump story. Again, I, I, I don't wish the guy ill. I really I, I don't. But I, you know, reality is what reality is. And as Obama said, you know, reality, reality has a funny way of asserting itself over time. And that's exactly what's happened. Reality has asserted itself. And, uh, and, and Trump, unfortunately, is the victim. Reality does have a way of asserting itself. And, you know, all, all those, I, I mean, all these people, all these Trump supporters who said, you know, the virus, it's not a big deal or it's a hoax or the president doesn't wear a mask, so I'm not going to wear a mask. This is a reality check for them. And hopefully, hopefully, at least some of the people who are crammed into bars in Florida and Indiana and other places where they've reopened without restrictions, hopefully some of those people and others across the country see the president getting COVID. Hopefully they see that and they take heed. And if Trump makes it out of this and if he comes out, I hope he will use the opportunity to say, Listen, folks, you got to socially distance. You got to wear a mask. These governors in a lot of these states should not be reopening bars with no restrictions. We need to take this very seriously. I don't expect I wouldn't expect him to say I was wrong, but I would hope that he would say something like that. But instead, I think what would happen in a scenario like that where he recovers, he would come out and say, Ah, it was no big deal. It was just like a, it was like a cold or the common flu. You know, what he said before about coronavirus. That's what I think the most likely outcome of, of this is when he comes back. If he comes back from it, he probably will. Uh, even though he's in that high risk category, he's got access to the best medical care in the world as president of the United States, which is something that cannot be said of many of the 200,000, 205,000 Americans who have died from this pandemic. I hope against all odds that if Trump does make it out of this, he uses the opportunity to tell people that they need to take this shit seriously. But I highly doubt it. 
I don't see that happening personally. I mean, I have heard um, from a lot of people that that if you get a more serious bout with this with this thing, that it can really shake your confidence. You know, people who've got quite sick, um, it's really undermined their sense of self and their certainty. Um, and you know, it, it just depends on the severity of 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 his, of his symptoms. You know, it could be that he get he gets such a severe bout that. You know, he comes back a changed person. I highly doubt it. I I, I highly doubt that that will happen. <clears throat> I think that Trump's ego, Trump's ego, um, uh, it, it will take. You know, if you pit the, it's going to have to be a pretty serious case of coronavirus to do damage to Trump's ego. So 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 big that it would probably kill him. He he has on on very very few occasions shown shown signs of self reflection. Almost always replaced very quickly with uh, self-aggrandizement and uh, you know rampant displays of narcissism, but um, you know on occasion he has shown moments of self-reflection, and I wonder whether it would be enough to kind of inspire another moment, a more serious um, state of self-reflection. I, yeah, I, again, I have like zero expectations for the guy at all. Uh, so I I think I I would think not, but again, you just don't. We just don't know. We don't know how serious it is. And I think that the um, I think what is it after basically a week, after a week of of symptoms, um, uh, the disease can go one of two ways. You know, it either starts getting quite quickly better, or it can get rapidly worse. It can deteriorate quite quickly. Um, as we saw with uh, with Boris Johnson, I mean Boris Johnson was was symptomatic for a week. They were saying the same thing, you know, mild symptoms. You know, he's got a bit of a fever and a cough, or you know, um, and then the basically the they kind of bullshitted uh, about it. Downing Street bullshitted their way through that one as well uh, because Boris Johnson was getting sick, and um, um, they kept saying, you know, it's mild symptoms. He's okay. He doesn't need, you know, all these reports on him having it seri- more seriously are fake. Then obviously he got carted off to hospital, so they couldn't really deny it. And then the the news started flooding. You know, the the news kept coming in that you know he then he was in hospital, he was on oxygen. Then he was he going to go on a ventilator? So, but so that's how quickly this thing can can sort of cha- it can change. It can change quickly. Uh, and I think that um, you, you know we're not we're, we're early days yet into Trump's. I you know he's been having symptoms for what three two three two days, something like that. Yeah, two or three days maximum, right? So we've got another four days until we know how se- how really how serious this is. Uh, and, and and like like you said, I mean while we've been talking, I've been checking his Twitter account um, uh, and nothing still. So you know the longer it goes, I mean we, this will be coming out. Um, uh, we're recording this about 24 to 48 hours before this goes out. So, so who, who knows? We'll have to pay attention. We'll have to keep up, keep you know, keep a tab on. But lots of people have noticed this now. A lot of people have noticed that the president is not is is being completely silent on Twitter, which is very unlike him. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't had an age just send off a standard boilerplate tweet about something. I'm surprised they haven't done that. And there's no, there's no, it, it could be that he was experiencing symptoms, you know, it was bad last night, you know, mm-hmm. it could be that it was really, really bad last night. We don't know whether Trump sent that tweet out himself last night, we have no idea. Yeah, you know, let's switch gears for a moment and um, and talk about the Amy Coney Barrett situation. She obviously is, is uh, the Republicans are planning on, on having um, a Senate confirmation hearings uh, next week. Um, uh, well, this is going to now be 
extremely difficult, I think, because of um, uh, at least one senator, Mike Lee, uh, has tested positive for coronavirus and there could potentially be much more and as per the senate rules you have to vote in person so uh, the this the, we know that the senate confirmation uh, vote cannot cannot happen um uh, within the next two weeks right now that's that's done because um because of at least one um positive test from mike lee unless they decide to hold hold the vote without him um, which I don't think they can, they probably can't afford to do that. You know, I, again, I think eventually they will get this done, but this does kind of throw a wrench in their plan, doesn't it? Uh, it's also, as well as likely, you know, other congressional business, there's a piece in the American Prospect by David Dayen out this morning that says, what I haven't heard is a single word from Senate Republicans about this. He's talking he's talking about a COVID-19 relief bill, okay, which has been stalled and it looks like there's just going to be no deal on it. But he says, "What I haven't heard is a single word from Senate Republicans about this. There's an assumption that they would follow the president, but they couldn't pass anything above 300 billion dollars, let alone something five times higher." Undoubtedly, there would be a protracted fight among people looking already to 2024 and attracting Tea Party fiscal conservatives. You'd see the likes of Ted Cruz or Rand Paul or Tom Cotton take some kind of floor action. There might be a majority for something if Democrats jump aboard, but Majority Leader Mitch McConnell may feel like the election is over and assisting the economy just helps out the Biden administration in the early going. It's a psychotic way of thinking, but also not unreasonable for McConnell. So that's from David Dayen at the American Prospect. And he's not wrong. And I think it shows you the level of calculation on the part of Mitch McConnell. They're going to do whatever it takes to get Amy Coney Barrett through. They're going to do whatever it takes to not a potential Biden administration out by passing desperately needed COVID relief. This, uh, you know, Mike Lee getting COVID and the president getting COVID and who else getting COVID in Congress? Who knows? Uh, This will gum up the works a bit. But at the end of the day, Republicans are just going to stay the course and say, screw it. We're going to just keep on going. I do hope that this throws a spanner in it. You know, that's my (laughs) my wish. Um, Yeah, that that, uh, this they get dealt this cruel hand fate, Um, just as the just as the Democrats have with Ruth Bader you know um ginsburg passing um i think they're due some some of their own um <laughs> just desserts you know uh just just as we have but Absolutely. uh yeah i mean my i i guess that they probably you know my guess is that they'll find a way to ram it through but um yeah one can hope you know what's amazing ben we have recorded two podcasts since news broke that Donald Trump has paid next to nothing in taxes for the last couple of decades. And we've barely touched upon that because we had bigger things to talk about. Just what a whirlwind. Again, 2020, we're only in uh, October. We still got another three months to go. Don't remind me. Hold on, hold on to your seats. You know, hold on to your hats. Uh, buckle up because uh, I I feel that this is about to get even crazier. We're about to, we're now we've uh, been, <laughs> we're <laughs> we've uh, what, what's the word? We're out of the gate now, and now the 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 beast is really wild. 
And now we're going to see what, you know, how all of the craziness of the last three years culminates, you know, and, and 2020, which is the craziest year I've ever lived. And uh, yeah, it's getting more insane by the week, by the day, by the hour. Seriously, I think someone tweeted today, you could set up a bot on Twitter that's every 45 minutes just comes out and tweets, some big news is about to drop. And it would be right pretty much every time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, look, on that note, I think uh, that's enough. I, I've exhausted myself. I'm exhausted. This week has exhausted me completely uh, with the nonstop drama. So um, I hope everybody uh, has taken Trump's uh, illness to, to heart and go and get yourself, uh, get make sure you're masking up, uh, get tested if you're feeling symptoms. Uh, look after yourselves, uh, socially distance, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And uh, if you're enjoying the banter, please subscribe to the newsletter. And uh, you can also get a premium membership where you get all the access to our election coverage. Uh, you can get a two-month free trial. So if you click the nice red button um, with the 65-day free trial writing on it, you'll get yourself a free trial. Uh, we would much appreciate the support. This is how we pay the bills around here. And with that, yeah, that's that's it from us. Uh, Mike, anything to say? Stay away from Republicans until further notice. Your yes. health depends on it. Very good advice. All right, everyone. See you soon.